0: Need yeah think. Jonathan should be on right now Sorry. You're here hey how are you doing good hey I appreciate you I'm James uh, we've been emailing over, over the course of the past week so uh, my, my co-host here is Patrick Hey, right, how's it going good good and then we got Tim who, who got us connected so I know you don't have a whole lot of time because you've had you've had a pretty long day Um and so, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on and, and helping us out with with some, providing some some funds for for Houston. Um, I guess my my first question is is what? How often do you get to Houston? Like, did, does your job bring you to Houston? Do you hit more affiliates? Like, what's your what's your experience with with our favorite city?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, that's a short conversation. I have not spent uh, that. <laughs> that much time in Houston uh, in fact uh you know I've been with mlb.com since 1999 and the only all-star game I didn't go to was in uh was the one in Houston Before. in 2004 now I have a very good reason my daughter was born on July the 17th 2004 so um, I think leaving my wife nine months pregnant to go to the All-Star game would not have gone over so well. No, that's a good point. Um, so, so, you know, that uh, I didn't make it to that All-Star game. Um, my only other sort of baseball-related experience is uh, one year I came to Houston and I went to the knuckleball that the Joe Necro Foundation puts on every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did, I did go to that. Um, but that, that's about it. Um, but I do love the Astros farm system. Uh, me too. And, and uh, how can you not? Uh, but yeah, so unfortunately I've not, I've not spent that much time. I spent a few days at a, a non-sports related, uh, conference, uh, several years ago
0: in, in Houston. But that's, uh, that's been about it for me. All right, so so let's talk about that farm system. So, who is who is, who impressed you the most out of the the Astros prospects this this season?
1: Well, I mean, I think you have to start right at the top with Kyle Tucker and Forrest Whitley. Um both of whom did some incredible things. You know, obviously Tucker, you know, 2020 guy made it to, double a at at age 20, uh, you know, hit, hit well at, at, both levels. And I think he's still figuring things out far as Whitley in a lot of ways is almost more intriguing because as good as he was, he almost flew slightly under the radar. Um, some of it is, uh, you know, because he didn't throw a, a, ton of innings, as they were understandably, on the one hand they were cautious just in terms of workload, but you know, to make it to Double A, in your first full season as a high school pitcher, that, that almost never happens, and the list of guys that have done that, it's you know Zach Greinke and Clayton Kershaw. Uh, are on that list. So it's a pretty impressive group. And, and he pitched really well once he got up uh, to Corpus Christi. So um, he's a guy who just kind of put up ridiculous numbers. I think we have him at number 38 right now on the top 100, and that's probably too low. He, he's going to move up, I'm sure,
0: when we redo this list uh, next January. Do you think that the it was the Verlander deal? Was that a a good good deal for both sides? Were you surprised either way in the in the prospects that went to Detroit?
1: No, I, I think it was
0: probably about right. Uh, you know, the Astros managed not to trade
1: away uh, you know Tucker or Whitley. Uh, you know, we'd all heard that that Tucker was a guy that was not. Available, and I think any time you make a trade, a major trade, regardless of what time of year it is, and you don't trade away the guy that you think is the untradeable guy, in some ways, that's a win for your organization. And they had some depth to, you know, to, to deal from, and that helped. The Tigers' farm system had already improved uh, from some of their other trades, uh, but they really flipped the switch. Uh, with you know, with, with a bunch of trades they made, so they needed quality and quantity. So I think it, it worked out well. I mean, Franklin Perez might turn out to be a really, really good pitcher, um, but I think you know, Whitley's advancement made them a little more comfortable tr- with trading uh, away another really young, uh, right-handed pitcher. Um, you know, to me, the key to that trade might end up being Daz Cameron. Uh, just okay. because I think that uh, that he was just starting to kind of figure it out uh, a little bit. And if he reaches his ceiling, then it's going to you know kind of end up looking like uh, a really good trade um, for the Tigers. Maybe it tilts it in, in that direction. That said, I mean, if Justin Verlander helps put a ring on 2017 Astros' fingers, no one's going to care. I will, I will wear that
0: replica ring that they give to the first. Right. <laughs> yeah, if it results in a World Series championship, I don't think anybody, could, even if somebody ends up being a superstar, which right,
1: exactly. Possibly, and, yeah. and, and listen, and they have—I know Verlander's—you know, 34, and and there's a lot of uh, money on the contract, but they weren't trading for a guy for a month. Um, you know, uh, you know that may turn out to be a bad thing, but it might turn out to be a good thing if he, he doesn't have to be the guy. In Houston, So I, I think it is going to be one of those deals that, uh, it, regardless of what happens in the postseason, to be honest with you, I think it's going to end up being one of those that, at the time, it worked for, for both teams. The Tigers weren't going anywhere. They needed to flip the switch. Uh, their farm system was very weak, and they made a whole bunch of trades. To bolster uh, their farm system, as a, and as a result, you know their top thirty at the top is much much better. They've got a, a, several more top one hundred guys, and there's more depth. You know, a guy like Jake Rogers may end up being a, an everyday catcher at some point in time, but he's not that high profile marquee elite level guy. Uh, you know, so uh, I think that's where the Astros did well in not giving away any of those really you know top top guys in their system
0: and, and I, I often joke that I have prospect attachment syndrome just because of, of the, the emotional trauma of going through the rebuild that the Astros did, and, and I'm, I'm over the moon. But I still, boo! I don't think any, I don't think anybody, um, I don't think anyone. Like I'm still okay with the Randy Johnson trade, knowing what you know, Carlos Guillen and. Uh, the, everything that the Astros gave up to get Randy Johnson like it's still it made perfect sense and he was incredible ran into he was a bunch unhittable so yeah I think I think I, I'm sort of with you uh, that the, it doesn't really matter what what is the is there a, a an element to it where someone like Verlander could uh, sort of be a mentor to someone like Lance McCullers like is is that an aspect that goes into trade discussions on a team level
1: I mean, I think long term that might be an added benefit. I think when they decide to pull the trigger on this, they're looking at at this year and winning a World Series title. Uh, I don't think they're worried too much about
0: um, that long term kind of legacy piece or even uh, clubhouse impact. Obviously, they
1: do due diligence, so you don't want to bring in a guy who's going to cause a lot of problems. Um, and you know, maybe they did dis- discuss that. And frankly. I don't know whether Justin Verlander is that kind of guy who will shepherd along a young pitcher. (laughs) The the Tigers haven't had too many guys to come up behind him that he had to. Like I don't know if he worked with Michael Fulmer uh, to help him get uh, situated. Maybe he did. Uh, Maybe that's a reason why Fulmer made a a good transition to the big leagues. Um, So I think that will be an added benefit, but I I can't imagine that that was a a primary
0: uh, source of conversation for them. We have we have Kevin Goldstein coming on later, so all all. Uh... Oh yeah, he's going to give us all the information like he always does. <laughs> yes, he he's...
1: literally just doesn't answer any questions until he comes on. <laughs> just, just just remind him that he once was a member of the media. You can tell tell him I I said that. I will
0: definitely do that. <laughs> Jonathan, is there a is there a Astros uh, prospect from this last year's draft that's really stuck out to you so far? Hmm.
1: I don't want to pick the obvious, right? I mean, the obvious would just go right to JB Bukowskis, but I mean, not that he'd done anything yet. Um, I think uh, for him to have been available uh, probably was a bit surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, his his name was kind of all over the place uh, in, in terms of where he might go. So a lot of people thought he'd go sooner. And I guess it was just the size and maybe the reliever profile, but. Uh, hey, everyone thought Lance McCullers was going to be a reliever. Um, mm-hmm. yep. So the Astros, you know, are not afraid of that. now I think Bukowski's had he smoothed it out considerably from high school, but there's still some some effort there. JJ um, Matajevic didn't play all that well in his pro debut. I mean, he did some nice things, some power, uh, and, and stole some bases, but he's kind of one of those college performer guys. Who I think uh, might be worth keeping keeping an eye on. Uh, I think he's going to hit once he once he gets himself settled in. You know, I'm always of the mind that that, that first summer pro ball. Uh, if you struggle, it's not a big deal. If you do well, all it does is maybe put you on a slightly faster track. And he still made it to you know the Midwest League at the end of the year, so he's about where he should be. Um, so I'm not the fact that he. You know, struck out a bunch and didn't walk a ton and didn't hit for average. Like, I, that doesn't bother me so much. But uh, he, he's a guy that I think, um, you know, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on him just in terms of what he does with the bat and then where he ends up defensively when all is said and done.
0: That's cool. Well, I know that that you've had, like I said, you've had a long day. I want to thank you so much for, for your time. And uh, thanks for being on, being on the show to help out Houston.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Uh, I'm glad you guys are, are doing this, and uh, stay in touch. If you ever do, you know a a part uh, of this, I'm,
0: I'm happy to hop on with you again. It's definitely not going to be 24 hours ever again. Well, that's yeah. We won't do this, that's, <laughs> even, that's we'll not, not do this again. That's not good for anybody. You guys are the people listening. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. so but hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks. Take care. All right, you too.